What is going on, guys? Thank you guys for tapping into today's podcast. My name is Ryan Prendes, a rather crypto guy, and this is my business partner. What's up, y'all? My name's Crypto Dilo. Thanks for tapping in today. And we are the master nodes. Again, thank you guys for tapping in. Much appreciated as always. Remember to follow our social media accounts to stay up to date with us at the master nodes. And make sure y'all stay to the end to hear about some more additional resources that we're going to provide y'all to get you guys a little bit more zoned into the cryptocurrency space. But without further ado, let's go ahead and start today's topic. What is decentralization? Well, that's a great question. I did want to hit on what is decentralization kind of for cryptocurrency? So let's kind of backtrack a bit and talk about software and computers. So before software and computers, you had lots of tasks that were kind of done manually by people. So people are doing most of the checking in, checking out, inputting all this information. But now with software and computers, software basically allows the computer to do these basic tasks automatically and 24-7. So the people who own the software like Microsoft, for example, uh, they are able to accumulate lots of lots of money because it could help businesses basically change their entire outlook and perspective and how they do work. Um, and obviously, it will make a lot of money. So with cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency can also be seen as sort of a software as well. This type of technology is ran through your computer 24-7 um, and can be run with any computer and basically you had to download the software and then you could run it. And what decentralization does, it makes it so that anyone can own a piece of that software, help run it using their computer and ultimately get paid for it. So with cryptocurrency, you could um, get Bitcoin, for example, you can run Bitcoin's protocols on your computer, earn cryptocurrency and spend cryptocurrency, do it all with your computer. Now, decentralization in technology basically means that instead of one big company or organization controlling everything, such as Google, they own the software, they run it with all their, um, their nodes and all their computers, and then they send it out to us. They have all the hardware, they have all the storage as well. But instead of them controlling everything, it's basically split between tons of people, tons of businesses that are all working together to make decisions and keep the blockchain running smoothly. Now, there's actually a couple of different ways uh, that things are decentralized, and I'm going to be going over some of them. So we can find decentralization in a couple of things, including finance, technology, governance, and more. For example, we have decentralized finance or DeFi which uses blockchain technology to allow for peer-to-peer -peer transactions without the need for any intermediaries like banks. So this is where the whole aspect of being your own bank comes in because by giving you full access to your money and the decisions that happen with your money, where your money goes and exactly so on and so forth, you now become your own bank and decentralized versions of these banks uh, mean that there's no kind of middleman that could say, oh no, like uh, for instance, let's say you overdraft on something. There's no one that can say, oh, you overdrafted on this. We're going to take out some money from your account or, oh no, like you deposited over, you know, an X amount of dollars, you know, I have to report it to the federal government and so what and so forth. So there's no protocols put into place because you are your own bank. You get to de decide where your money goes and how your money is spent. There's also 
can be decentralization in governments, for instance, voting. You know, voting systems and smart contracts enable stakeholders to participate in multiple decision-making processes, all with the push of a button. Uh, we actually see this a lot in Ethereum's Ethereum Improvement Proposals, or EIPs. Within this, we actually have a system put into place with Ethereum where people can jump onto a forum and, you know, input their thoughts on how Ethereum is doing, whether they want better reliability, faster speed, and so this Ethereum Improvement Proposal, or EIP, really allows anyone to jump onto this forum and voice their opinions and have other people vote on that. And if they want to push it forward and go ahead and allow improvements onto their uh, blockchain or into their protocol, then they'll go ahead and place those uh, improvements. Yes. And what's cool is like if you're a software engineer or someone who codes, you can look at the the back end of the code of Ethereum or any kind of cryptocurrency protocol, and you could choose to be like, hey, you know, this is a good spot to add um, X and X and X. It could make it more secure or it can make it more reliable or it can make it faster. And if people really rock with those ideas, you can, yeah, like put that EIP in, people can vote on it and kind of move it down the chain of command. Um, whether they're not whether or not they're going to install that into Ethereum. Like right now, we've had a lot of proposals that have been coming through and that are actually um, changing Ethereum, right? So, for example, it was like the London upgrade. Now, Ethereum is proof of stake instead of proof of work. So right now, basically, any cryptocurrency can kind of uh, grow and basically become better. No, yes, exactly. I think the latest transition from proof of work to proof of stake is a prime example on how these improvement uh, proposals can come into play and really uh, change the whole dynamic of a blockchain or whatever it may be. And this is just applied to cryptocurrency. Imagine this being applied to really any voting system, uh, whether it's from you know governments to uh, companies to something as simple as you know, um, let's say you're playing like Fortnite or something and they want to know if you want to add this skin and everyone kind of votes on that, you know, that it, it could be an example of um, different ways that decentralized uh, voting systems can be placed into any aspect, really. Uh, we also have decentralized social networks. So decentralized social networks are built on blockchain technology and enable users to share information and communicate without relying on centralized platforms like TikTok or Twitter. Right now, there's actually a lot of controversy with our data being compromised by Chinese companies uh, over TikTok, you know, them farming our data uh, for their needs, whatever it may be. And so with a decentralized option, we wouldn't really have this concern because a lot of it will be protected by blockchain security. Not only that, we also have the concern of like uh, Instagram. Once we upload something to Instagram, it's no longer our property, you know, technically it belongs to Instagram, uh, whether it's a photo or video, whatever it may be. And so with a decentralized option for social media, we would actually have full control over our content that we put out there. It would be under our ownership, not under the app that we posted on. Uh, it wouldn't be under their ownership. It would be under ours. But I know, Nestor, you actually had some concerns that you brought up about decentralized social media. 
Yeah, um, well, I wouldn't say necessarily concerns, but there is definitely, I would say, probably some type of caveat to having like decentralized social networks. Like you're saying right now, the reason Instagram is free is because technically you're the product. They're using you as a product to sell advertisement space. So um, with that, where is the money going to come from? Um, now that it's decentralized, the money isn't going to them. It's not no, no longer a free network. Are we as the users going to have to pay to own that stuff that we post out there? So I think there could be ways to kind of like creatively get out of there or maybe have a way so that these marketers can can pay for it again. But with these decentralized social medias, there has to be some type of give and take, right? So if you own it, what do you have to now give? Um, now, there are some types of risks to decentralization as well, right? You can't tell you that it's all pros or that it's just going to fix everything because there has to be some type of give and take, like we were saying. Um, one of them being there is sometimes a lack of accountability. With cryptocurrency, you don't necessarily have to say your identity, right? On the blockchain, you have a virtual identity, but nobody necessarily knows who, who you are. Just like um, one of Bitcoin's creators, Satoshi Nakamoto, literally the most notorious man, we don't know who he is because... With cryptocurrency, it allowed that anonymity. Because of that, there is sort of a lack of accountability as well. Um, because there is like a um, not a clear chain of command, there is no person at the top that can really take the blame. There is no one person responsible for making all the decisions or fixing the problems. So sometimes these developers can choose to be anonymous, which could lead to bad things like rug pulls or just not having quality products or services. Another thing could be security vulnerabilities. Because it is decentralized, um, it's more a little bit more vulnerable to security breaches sometimes because they rely on multiple computers and individuals to maintain the security rather than a business, which is kind of built to run these systems. Um, there could also be coordination challenges. So decentralized systems can have these challenges because they involve many different parties that have to work together. Uh, with Visa, for example, they all kind of have one goal, and that is to process payments. With cryptocurrency, you have users, you have uh, miners, you have developers. All of them could have different um, kind of different goals, different things they're using cryptocurrency for. So not everybody has the same mindset. Not everyone has that one track mind. And that could pull people apart. They could have differences in opinions, differences in the way they use things, differences in how they approach it. And that could lead to blockchain forks. It could result in delays. It could result in conflicts and other coordination challenges because we have to um, kind of wait on everybody's vote. You know, we have to get everybody's two cents to kind of run it forward. Um now, these problems, they're not 100% going to end, you know, decentralization. I just think um, we're going to have to be a little more creative on how we address these problems going forward. Like with Tezos, I know they have, um, they're kind of, they kind of pride themselves on the fact that they don't have any forks in their blockchain because of their voting system. So there are kind of ways to go around this stuff and to kind of make light of these different risks that are associated with 
decentralization. But there are actually a couple of reasons why you guys should decentralize something or why anyone should decentralize something. Uh, one of them being increased security. So it can improve security by distributing control and data across multiple participants. This in turn reduces the risk of an attack, which can greatly benefit systems with sensitive information. We also have improved transparency. So this could lead to transparency and accountability by making information more accessible and visible to its users, which could also help reduce the risk of fraud and corruption. If everyone is seeing where these transactions and where this data is flowing to and from, then we can go ahead and have some accountability. We also have increased efficiency, which can help improve efficiency by reducing the need for intermediaries or middlemen and allowing for direct interactions between participants. This can help reduce cost and increase speeds. And finally, we actually have increase in participation, which I think is the most important. So decentralization can help increase participation by lowering barriers to entry and allowing a wider range of participants to contribute to a system or projects. Right now with our current voting system that we have really in American government, um, there's a lot of people that aren't allowed to vote. You know, we have immigrants, we have former people that were convicted of a crime and so on and so forth that just don't have a say in the country that they live in. And so with decentralization, we actually are able to enable anyone to vote. Uh, it's not just based on, you know, your religion, your ethnicity, your uh, immigration status, your background. With decentralization, anyone just needs to buy into that asset. Let's say it's Ethereum or even Tezos, and they can go ahead and vote on, you know, the improvement protocols that they want to or may want to have put into place. Although this is just for cryptocurrency, this can be easily transferred over to really any aspect. Let's say uh, it was a game or something like I had said earlier in Fortnite. Let's say they want to go ahead and ask everyone, all the Fortnite users to see, you know, hey, we want to add the skin. What do you guys think? And people could put a vote towards that. Or let's say um, it was towards um netflix let's say they wanted to raise their membership but also include some more um incentives to it you know and then people could say oh yeah you know i think that would be a good idea i would really like the idea this is why or people could say no i don't really like that idea i can't afford a higher membership cost and so on and so forth and there would really be a nice governance within any system uh that it's put into place because everyone has the option to share their vote or not well, what do you think, Nestor? Yeah, I think there's um, a lot of great reasons why we're moving into decentralizing stuff. We're going to see how businesses kind of react to this because businesses are kind of centralized. I think there's going to be a lot of shifts in how we conduct work and how we do a lot of different things. But I think ultimately it's gonna it's gonna be good. We will see where this takes us, and over time, in due time, we will go ahead and start to see how well it works within our everyday lives. 
But that's kind of all the time we have for today's podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tapping in. Much appreciated, as always. Remember to follow and subscribe to our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter at The Masternodes. Our visual podcast experience can be found on YouTube, and our audio podcast experience can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and all your other favorite podcast sources. Remember to visit our website, www.themasternodes.square.site, and subscribe to our email list to receive the latest and greatest cryptocurrency information. And don't forget about our Discord. So our Discord, it has a lot of people who are willing to learn and make some money. If you do not want to learn and make some money, then you do not have to join. But if you are interested on getting news updates, announcements on what's happening with the Masternodes, and a lot, lot more, definitely check us out. You could text us, you could DM us, you could comment, and we'll send you that link for that Discord so you can hop in there. We also are partnered with an academy called IM Mastery Academy. They're going to help you get from A to Z when it comes to investing and trading. Um, it's kind of an online university for making money as a digital entrepreneur. So there's a lot of ways to make money in the digital space. If you're interested in learning about some of them, such as cryptocurrency, e-commerce, stocks, Forex, and so much more, then, like I said, DM us. You could comment, um, I'm ready, and I'll be able to send you that information so that you can be a little bit more informed and hopefully make some more money coming into this new year. And as always, guys, we appreciate you hopping on to today's podcast. I hope you're having a great day and try your best to choose kindness. Yes, thank you for tapping in. Much appreciated as always and bless up. Here at the Masternodes, we are not making any claims as to income you may earn. Before entering any agreement, please use caution and seek the advice of a professional advisor, such as attorney or financial advisor. Please ensure your own research is done before investing any money into the market.